0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the My Best Life podcast, the show where we talk all things personal growth, spirituality, and creating your version of a limitless life. I'm your host, Beck Medina, and I am so happy that you're here. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the My Best Life podcast. Today, I have Casey Dumford, who's been on the show before. She is back, and I'm so excited to have her. Casey, if you could let everybody know who you are, what you do, and if you have any projects. Well, I know you do, but if you want to talk a little bit about projects that you have that you're currently
1: working on, that would be awesome. Yeah, for sure. Hey, everybody. I'm super excited to be here. Thank you, Beck, for having me on your show again. It was really fun last time, so I'm glad to do this again. And for people who aren't sure who I am, my name is Casey Dunford. I am a young adult, um, middle grade fantasy author. So I have recently been working on my current project is releasing my second book in a fantasy series. I released the first book a few years ago, but I just started working with a new publisher for um, the second book. So we did a re-release of that first book as well. So that's kind of my project right now. So I thought it'd be kind of cool to explain what the book is about, why we did a re-release and just to let people know what the, what it is. Yeah. And I think it'd be
0: so cool too. Like was it a complicated process having your book re-released because you had a publisher originally too. So I would love to talk about that a little bit.
1: Yeah, it, it kind of was complicated. So it was several years ago that the first one was published and that was uh, done by a, a vanity publisher, which was just kind of all I knew back then, and I was young, and so I just went for it, <laughs> inexperienced as yeah. I was. But after that, I realized it kind of wasn't the best route for me because I wanted to make my writing more of a career and release more books in the future. So I started to submit to traditional publishers and independent publishers and things like that. And I took a break from it for a couple of years while I was having a couple of kids, <laughs> and then. <laughs> When I came back to it uh, about a year ago, um, that's when I found, I ran into Nightingale Publishing and I submitted to them and she, uh, the the CEO of that company liked it, liked the idea. And she wanted to do a re-release of the first ones that they were all, you know, in the same, published under the same name. And I also really liked that idea because the first book in my series which is called lost illumination it's it was only copy edited it was never like edited properly so there were some mistakes in there and some things that needed to be revised and fixed so we were able to fix some of those um change up the wording in a few places because I wrote that book when I was 18 and I'm 28 now so yeah (laughs) it wasn't exactly still my style you know I've gotten better at writing at least I would hope so (laughs) yeah So, yeah, we did some changes. We revised the cover as well. I've gotten a lot better at Photoshop (laughs) since then. So we did. Oh, did you make your own cover? Yeah, I did for both of the books. I I have a degree in art, so I painted the cover for both of those. And then I used Photoshop to create the text. That's so awesome. Yeah. So it's it's been really fun. We've been doing all kinds of promotions. Uh, She's just, uh, this publishing company is just really I guess a lot more professional. They have a lot more marketing yeah. strategies and ideas and ways to make the book launches more exciting and engaging for the fans of the books. So it's been a it's been a busy couple of months doing the re-release and hyping up the second book, which should be released um probably next week. We're we haven't decided on an official release day yet because we're still yeah. We're getting caught up from the re-release. The re-release was kind of an afterthought, but we're glad we did it. It's just, it's been busy, but it's a good kind of busy. It's exciting.
0: Yeah, that's so amazing. Um, First of all, I just want to say, I think it's so cool that you can make your own cover. That's like the one thing I wish I could do because I guess I'm a little bit of a control freak. And when other people make my covers, I feel so incredibly guilty when I feel a little like this wasn't the vision that I I wish I could execute the the vision that I have but I also know like I'm presently not that great of an artist and I can't see like the vision of how things should be and like there are just little things that I'm that I don't know how to do so I definitely need help but then I'm also very like I want this to be what's in my head but like you can make it your own it's like a whole
1: thing I don't know no that makes total sense because you you also feel guilty if it doesn't turn out how you pictured and someone put work and time into it because then you feel like you're being a brat and you're like being picky when yeah you, and i don't have want be, I don't want to be so bossy about it because i
0: want people to feel like they can express themselves so yeah. that is a goal of mine is to one day i mean a better goal would probably be to release that control or that feeling of like <laughs> it needs to look this way um but because I had that vision, I do feel like I made a really good cover for my novella, All the Good Girls Go to Hell. I think that one was a really cool one. I like it I, too. Thank you that I kind of was annoying about and it took a little while because I kept being like, can you make this change? Can you make this change? But, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't.
1: So where did you get the art for the cover of that? You know, of All oh, the Good Girls Go to Hell?
0: That's a great question. So I originally was looking at Canva, which is where I make most of my, anytime I do any type of like graphic art, that's usually what I use. And I was going through all the pictures there and I was showing my friends because I had a cover for it, but I didn't like it. And I was starting to realize that in order to appeal to a younger audience, like a more like age 16 to 18 ish range I really needed to start making covers that looked more like the covers that I'm seeing with all these other young adult novels. And there's kind of like a shift to, at least in the age range that I work with, um, there's like a shift to like now pictures or like people are on the covers and it's a little bit more intimate. It's not so much like a really cool cover that doesn't have a person on it. Like you see the character the moment you look at the book. And Mm -hmm. so I was like showing my friend who was was also an author and I was sending him a bunch of like images that I was like kind of working on and was like kind of like creating my own little mood board for like what I wanted to use. And he offered to let me use his account. That's like, it's kind of like a stock image website where you pay like a monthly subscription and you have access to all of these photos for commercial use. Hmm. so he gave me access to his account. I can't remember what it's called. Um, I'll put it in the show notes, but, and I'll get you a link too, if you're interested, but he gave me his link and I just typed in teenage girl or a young girl. Um, like I just did a bunch of like searches and really narrowed down these images of, and I have like a handful, like a whole folder saved on my phone of like All of these girls who like kind of have that dark, you know, not sinister, but like she's up to something kind of look. I saved some images for my for the second book as well. Cause I was like getting really excited about the possibility of writing a second book. And I was like, Oh, well, I still have access to this account. Why don't I like log in and like find some images. So I just have like this whole bank of photos that I'm really excited to use, but that's how I did it. And then I gave a series of images to the designer who gave me a couple of examples. Like she sent me like, here's what it would look like with this picture. And f- she did it with a few different
1: ones and that was the one that I liked the most. That's awesome. I thought it turned out perfect. She does kind of have that dark, like she has a secret look, you know, but she's yeah. also super beautiful. So it catches your eyes. So good job. Yeah, yeah I for like sure. She-
0: I love it. It's probably my favorite
1: cover that I've done so far.
0: And <laughs> I want to make more like that. I want to do that with All the Stars on Fire. So there are issues with that book right now because it's a hardcover and the printing distribution company that I'm using they have like a very specific requirement where like even though your book is like you know five by eight they want the image like all the important stuff like the title your name and all of that to be like in a much smaller space on the cover so my original cover is not working uh, doesn't work for it um the image or the new cover that the designer made for me is not working for it so like now I'm like in this spot where I'm having to get creative and I'm like trying to figure out like well should I like I'm I'm using this as an opportunity to create an even better cover that fits like all of what we were just talking about um, Yeah, and I'm trying to look at it like a positive thing even though it's really complicated and I I'm probably frustrating back, yeah I haven't heard back from the new designer I um, it's the one that I've been working with and I have this fear that she is intentionally not responding to me because she hates working with me. (laughs) I hope not. We'll see. see. Um, I think it's going to turn out good,
1: but book process right now. (laughs) That's awesome. So you'll probably put a picture of your main character, Natalia, right? Or do you say Natalia? How do you pronounce Um, it? I say Natalia. Yeah. Natalia. Okay. It's, I guess it's more like Russian or something to say Natalia. I don't know. No, it's Portuguese. Both. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I've heard it both ways. I don't think there's like
1: a right or a a wrong way. Thing. I'd say Natalia in my head. Cause I just, I don't know. I'm used to that, I guess. Cause I lived yeah. in Europe for a while and that name was oh. that way. But anyway, oh, really? yeah. So that'll be the, um, the cover picture of her, right?
0: I'm thinking about it. Um, I have like a couple of images that I really want to test out and see which one works best. But I really feel like this is like, almost like the universe's way of saying, like, this is your chance to, like, make the cover of your dreams that's been in your head for a long time. And, um, but the only thing is, like, people have bought it. So now I'm like, I need to get this done as quickly as
1: possible. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, maybe people sometimes if they really like books, they'll buy both versions. Yeah. Who knows? I know I've I've done that before, especially with um, Julia Quinn with her Bridgerton series. There's so many different covers, so many. And I want all of them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's like the amazing thing is if you build up enough of a fan base, you can get away with like re-releasing your work just a little bit differently. And Mm -hmm. if it's executed beautifully enough, like people are going to want to buy it or like own as much as possible. So could you let us know a little bit about this series that you're working on? What is... I would. What's What's it about for those For those who um, do not follow you?
1: Yeah, for sure. So, like I said, it's written for like a middle grade young adult audience. It's about this young boy who's thirteen years old. So this is the first book, a thirteen year old boy named Christian, and he is. The story starts out starts out with him living in a boarding school. He's been left there by his parents, and you find out why later on. But the story begins when he starts to hear these weird voices like creepy whispers and lurking in the shadows and scary things telling him to stay away from mirrors and scaring him, things like that. And he soon he gets so curious about what all these disturbances are that he decides to confront it. And when he does, um, he's he's looking into because he sees all these these shapes and figures in reflections, like mirrors or puddles of water, things like that. So he's looking into a puddle of water and he's confronting it and like, Hey, what is this? Like what's going on? And hand reaches up out of the water and pulls him down into the puddle. And that's actually a, a portal into a separate realm. So he's kidnapped and taken into that separate realm and he's all by himself and he's freaking out. And this new realm is horrible. It's really scary, really full of monsters, things like that. But a man comes that's from this realm and guides him through. They face all these monsters and (laughs) obstacles and take them to um, a kingdom that is inhabited by these, this ancient people. And as the story goes on, you learn more about what this realm is and who these people are. But um, basically what, who the people are is they're, they're called the Great Aldrichs and they're these, this, I guess you could call them a, an army of warriors that used to defend the world from these demonic monsters called scathes. But during the Dark Ages, the scathes became so powerful that they, the Aldrichs decided they were going to banish them into a separate realm where they couldn't take over the world as much. They couldn't have as much influence. So they did that, but unfortunately the spell went wrong and they trapped themselves into that realm as well. So, yeah, so now the great Aldrichs are trapped in this separate realm, which is called the Muralantic, and they're trapped in there with the scaves. And over the course of time, the scaves have become more powerful and found a way back into our world. But the Aldrichs have lost their power, which is called Illumination, hence the title Lost Illumination. Yeah. They've lost their power, so they're not able to stop the scaves anymore, but the scathes are now in our world wreaking havoc on it so they bring in christian into their role to try to have someone who's not under the confines of this curse to help them break out back into the real world so they can defend the world from the demons again so that's that's interesting concept yeah that's so cool it's kind of fun you know it's it's one of those your typical um go on a quest bite the monsters (laughs) save the princess.
0: It's, it's <laughs> so detailed though. Like I do not feel like I'm capable of creating such detail within a story. <laughs> There's you well, have many backstories that I'm very impressed by. Um, there are a lot. There are a lot
1: for sure. What was
0: the inspiration for
1: creating this series? So I, growing up as a child, I created all kinds of worlds in my head. That was one of my favorite things to do was to just pretend that reality wasn't reality. So this was just one of the many worlds I created. I would go outside all the time and just look into mud puddles and be like, oh my gosh, there's another world over there. And I would create it. So a lot of this was, a lot of the story was spun throughout my childhood, but I obviously developed it more and created all the characters in the backstory when I sat down to write it. Um, But I'm, I'm, like you said, I'm very into intricately woven plot lines with lots of different things going on that all come together at the end. And yeah, just kind of little, little by little pieced itself together with that. And um, yeah, it's kind of how it started. That's
0: awesome. And while you're writing, like, do you, how do you plan out like when things are so detailed and you have all of these pieces to put together, like how do you keep track of
1: all of that? So first, the main thing is that, and I don't want to sound braggy, but I have a mind for that kind of thing. Okay, yeah. First of all, it, just, it all just, I have compartments in my mind where it all makes sense. And I tend to remember those details, but I'm not perfect at it. So the way that helps me is when I sit down to write a book. Um, I don't know if this is common or if this is my own technique. I've never heard of anyone else talk about it, but I will sit down and write a summary of each chapter for the whole book. So it'll just be like, like seriously, just word vomit. And it'll be like a paragraph long, just terribly edited and everything that's going to happen in that chapter. And then the next chapter and the next chapter until I've written, written quote unquote, the whole book, with these chapter summaries, and then I can go back and make changes or see what I need to fix, what I need to connect, if there's a plot hole, um, if there's an unanswered question, things like that. And then once it's all written as chapter summaries, then I go back and I actually write the book. So that really helps me see any inconsistencies or things like that and just keep it straight in my brain. And of course, as pretty much every author has, I have notes in my phone that are kind of an ongoing thing for it too.
0: Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. I write chapter summaries too, but mine is more like, this is what's going to happen in this chapter. And it's as bare bones as possible, unless I already have like a fully flashed idea for it. And then I'll write it out in great detail or I'll just kind of like write out as much as I possibly can, even if I don't even use a lot of that stuff. I like (laughs) doing that as much as I possibly can, but for the most part, sometimes i just don't know what the next chapter like or what as i'm coming up with ideas i don't know if this is going to be chapter one or chapter two and it's more of like a very lengthy plot outline like something you'd find on wikipedia or imdb imd yeah Yeah.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah no that's a great idea too um because then you can kind of rearrange things you know as i'm writing those summaries like you do i I don't put the numbers. I'll just put chapter blank and kind of an explanation of what the chapter is. That way you can rearrange as you want and cut things. and Right. That makes sense. Yeah. So it's a good way to do it. That's a great idea.
0: I also, I get really impatient and I want to start writing as soon as possible. So (laughs) even if I make this outline, sometimes I'm just sometimes the outline is just a little bit ahead of what I'm writing and I've never found a huge problem with it if anything I don't write enough during that first draft so I can go back and add a bunch of stuff and I think if you have that chapter outline even if it's not exactly like chapter restricted and it's just a very open outline I think when you have that you're less likely to have to move things around as much or cut things out or add things because you have already planned the story in enough detail
1: that it works yeah definitely yeah for sure that part is just so important you know all that the planning It it takes a while and I'm like you I want to just write but <laughs> if I do I get stumped almost every time so it's just nice to have that guide you know
0: yeah I wrote 400 pages of a book without an outline and oh. yeah. I'm stuck like I probably have to rewrite the whole thing like I don't know what oh. to do with it and it's like 400 pages <laughs> it's almost done all I have to do is write the like very very end of the book like the big the, the big showdown yeah the, at the end. yeah but it's like who are they fighting against there's no bad like there's no clear bad guy or like I could you know there's like two it doesn't make sense um so that's after that incident I told myself I'm never gonna I'm never gonna write a book without an outline again like yes. the first stars on fire book I wrote a lot of it without an outline and I had to write an outline like multiple times every time I got stuck I would have to like start all over again and like rewrite an outline and be like okay does this match up like what doesn't make sense and it was really like I think it took me three years to write it because because I didn't have like that clear plan and I had to just keep rewriting it and making it better whereas my first book I wrote in like a few months because I had the outline even if I was just a little bit ahead of myself as I was writing but I knew where it was going even if it went off summary and or off outline and like I kind of like added things as I was writing like it all still worked because I was there was a plan involved
1: yeah that's good yeah and it seems to have come together well I'm enjoying it so far
0: (laughs) yeah you're reading all the stars on fire
1: which really freaks me out but I'm also grateful (laughs) that that
0: you're reading it don't be Uh, freaked
1: out it's been fun yeah it's I can tell that there's some you're setting up some good things. Um, I'm excited to see the romance between Natalia and her. Is it Brandon? Is that her friend? Uh, Cam. 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 Oh, oh, sorry. Boston? Wait. Boston. The one that the one that was in the treehouse. Yeah, yeah, that's Boston. Boston. Okay, sorry. I, I'm reading another book right now. Who's the love interest? Is Brandon? So that's why. <laughs> but oh, um, no. anyway, I'm I'm excited to see their relationship um evolve and um yeah it's it's cool that you already know at the beginning that she's empathy and that she's gonna you know hopefully become superhero like a real super like you know in the action team and all that but I'm also really intrigued with the beginning where the with the ghost and the the evil spirit because I was like what is this like because this is that's my style I love reading horror so I was like I didn't know this was gonna be a horror book and then I was like okay it's not a horror I'm sure it's something scientific but I'm excited to see what it
0: yeah it has like elements of it in there
1: which is fun Um, but I also enjoy the whole the whole slice of life vibe that I get from reading it um because that's kind of I have to be in the right mood to read that kind of thing but you know the whole just bickering with your family sitting down to family breakfast like eating red and blue pancakes like that kind of thing is just fun to read sometimes you know when you're needing like a chill story so and I think you're a really good writer so anyone who oh, wants to read it you. should, because, yeah, your writing is very clear and um, just easy to follow. I also read your story in Horror from the High Dive about the the band, The Brothers, that oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> don't Jonas give anything away. My Jonas Brothers fan yeah. fiction. <laughs> yes, exactly. With the doll, the cursed doll. It was spooky. I was like, oh, my goodness, what's going to happen? And yeah, so that was fun. And I, I kind of have a sense for your style and your writing. And yeah, I like it. Oh, You're good. Thank
0: you. I've never written fan fiction before, so I kind of like was treating it like that.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Yeah, and like it's called Young Girl, fan girl right? It's, it's called, called Fangirl, Girl. girl. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was the the first, well, the second one I wrote. I read I read Peter's first because this is first, and then I was like, oh, I have to read Bex now because, yeah, there's really good stories in that book. You people should read yeah. it. It's it's super spooky, and some of the authors are really really talented in that book. Yeah, for sure. It was
0: a very great. Uh, anthology to be a part of
1: yeah for sure I'm hoping to get a short story in the second one I already asked Peter if I could I was like here's my idea do you want it he hasn't gotten back to me yet but yeah oh yeah
0: I was going to ask him if he was even still going to do it because I want to write a story but I just need to know now like if he is so that I can start working on it I don't have any ideas right now at the moment
1: what I would
0: work on but I would figure something out
1: Yeah, you'll figure something out. There's, there's so many ideas and inspiration. Yeah, I, I started writing one with the intent of submitting it to another, another place. But then I was like, you know what, I think I should write this for the horror anthology. And so I kind of twisted it in a way that I thought he would enjoy. So we'll see. It's about a Wendigo, which is like a, a pagan god that he comes and wrecks Christmas for his, for a family. So it's kind of oh, like, a, like a horror Christmas story, but Christmas isn't really an element in it. It's just happening in Christmas. So yeah, I don't know. It's kind of different. I thought mixing the Christmas and the horror vibe would be fun. I always like it when people do that.
0: Yeah, for sure. I know that you write, is fantasy like your main genre or are you like open to any type of um, like within the young adult world, any type of genre or is this like, this is what you want to do?
1: Right now, um, as far as novels go, fantasy is kind of the direction I'm steering in. When I write a short story, though, it's almost always horror. I just, I love the the vibe. It's really actually hard to write a scary story. My husband reads them and he's like, eh, it's kind of creepy. I'm still waiting for yeah. him to write one until he reads it and actually gets scared. <laughs> I will be proud yeah. when that day comes. But yeah, as, as far as my novels go, the fantasy is where it's at. My next project will be, I've already done a lot of the chapter summaries for it. It'll be a, another young adult fantasy, but it's, um, it'll be a standalone. Oh, instead cool. of the theories.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm having a lot of fun writing fantasy right now, especially with like a little bit
1: of a horror element. That's good. Yeah. It's, it's really fun to kind of branch out and try different things. I've been considering writing romance in the future just a little bit because that's pretty much what I all I read it's weird I love to read romance but I, I write horror and fantasy but there are there are some romantic elements in in my um yeah. series right now I actually changed up a lot of the the romance in the second book to kind of make it more similar to the books I've been reading yeah you know, to just I love that though all of that yeah so because at first I feel like it was a little bit insta love and I didn't realize it at first and I went back and read it and I was like oh gosh it's gonna be more build-up than that and so yeah I kind of did that and took it slow and made that tension happen a little bit more between the characters before before they like started to fall in love and like have their first kiss and things yeah like so it's it's a little bit more fun and it it, it makes me want to write romance so yeah I, I
0: love writing romance romantic scenes
1: you should try it out I think I'll try it out in a short story just to get my feet wet you know yeah
0: I don't know like I've always kind of wanted to write like a very intense romance story but I don't know I you have to try it obviously before you can decide whether you're not you're going to be good at it in my mind Mm -hmm. I'm like oh I'm not going to be good at it at all first kiss scenes or I have a couple like there's always something in like the books that I write at least it happened in my first two books where, like you think or the 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 main character thinks they're about to be kissed or something really romantic is gonna happen, but it doesn't. And I yes. love writing like in great detail from the protagonist's perspective, like that feeling of like, oh my God, it's going to happen. And then, and then something out. interrupts, yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm I'm obsessed with it.
1: That's so fun, yeah, you should definitely. You never or, know. That's true. I've always makes me wonder about people that write those steamy romances. I'm like trying not to <laughs> picture the author writing it. I'm like, oh man, that'd be so embarrassing. <laughs> but yeah, yeah,
0: no, totally. I'm.
1: I I have nothing to say on that. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I've never written anything that's a PG-13 at all.
0: <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, I wrote something in the second Stars on Fire book that I'm no longer using but it's like a pretty intense scene like it doesn't go into like the actual act but it's like leading up to it and like right before it's about to happen and I as I was writing it it felt fine I was like really into it and then later I had somebody read the story and I was instantly embarrassed Oh. And I was like, oh my God, this person is about to read this scene that I wrote that is like really, really PG 13. Like, <laughs> if it was on TV, there would be a warning
1: before the episode
0: <laughs> nice <laughs>
1: um, that's funny
0: yeah Um. so I was very embarrassed and it made me realize that I had to look at it from a different perspective because I have to think like well if I enjoy reading it then like maybe not everyone would enjoy it but there will be people who enjoy it and I need to not be embarrassed about it
1: intense situations and those real life things but I think it's important to do to portray real life and I think there's ways to do it that aren't so you know if if you want to write this way, you can do it in a way that's not vulgar. Or, but if you do want to make it vulgar, I mean, that's the great thing about writing. Yeah, you can yeah, do it your I way. wouldn't.
0: I wouldn't say that what I wrote was vulgar. It was more scandalous.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like scandal. I like books like that. I like to to feel like an intense emotion, and yeah, it it doesn't bother me to re- read language or adult. Uh, circumstances and things like that. But I myself don't feel comfortable writing it yet. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I probably won't ever really, but it's still fun.
0: Who are your influences? Like when you're writing a a book, like, are there authors who, it's not that you want to replicate what they're writing, but you're so inspired by their writing style that you're like hoping to create your own version of like the elements that they utilize for their books.
1: Yeah. So I think as far as our styles go and our stories telling goes, um, Brandon Mull is probably the author that I'm the most similar to. Uh, He's one, he's always been one of my, not always, since my early adulthood, he's been one of my favorite authors, which is funny because he's, he's a middle grade author. He's for little kids, but his books are so good and so fun. And I think, I mean, I don't know if I'm as good a writer as him, but I think at least our styles are somewhat similar and we, in the, the things that we write about, so I I really draw inspiration from him. um And as as far as writing, the writing goes as well, not the content. But I received a really really good compliment from someone who said that my writing style reminded them of Julia Quinn's writing style. Wow! And I was so happy. I was like, I love you so much. Thank you. Because she had, she Julia Quinn just recently became like extra extra famous because of Bridgerton. But she's been my yeah. favorite author since I can remember. Like, well, I, since I was I like. Have- 13
0: i have very distinct memories like it, in the beginning i didn't realize who she was but now that you i've seen some posts from books that of hers that you've put on your instagram i've realized that i've seen her name so often either in bookstores or at the grocery store mm-hmm. where it's like this beautiful like rom- romantic looking cover and her name like
1: julia quinn is just like yeah. written on the book Yes. She has so many good books and so many good series. Like Bridgerton is one of her her best, but I, there's so many that I love. I love her Bevel Stokes series. Anyway, I received that compliment and I was like, oh my goodness, thank you so much. But it makes sense that I would write like her because I've probably read more of her books than like any other book out there. And who else? I read a lot of Stephen King. So, and I mean, so does everyone, but yeah, I guess the whole creepy inspiration and I, he's kind of my, and he's probably everyone's, but he's kind of my role model when it comes to writing, just because I read his autobiography and his on writing, his yeah. book on writing. It kind of shares all the techniques. So I feel like that's really helped me become a better author as well. So yeah, those are kind of the ones that I can think of off the top of my head.
0: Is there anything else that you would like the listeners to know about your books or anything that you have coming up in the near future or where we can find you
1: online and follow you? Yeah, so uh, before I explained the first book in my series, and just for anyone who's read that, the second book is coming out very soon, within a week or two. And in that book, Christian does return to the Muralantic, which is that separate realm, and um, there's a lot there's a lot going on there. His love interest has fallen ill, and the world is just. In a lot of chaos and he's got to learn how to use illumination so there's a lot going on there's a lot to look forward to in this next book there's also more romance so definitely encourage you guys to read it if you read the first one and you enjoyed it because it's in my opinion is <laughs> it's written a lot better than the first one yeah and also if you want to stay updated on my projects and my books and the early states you can follow me at casey dunford books on instagram So if you want to stay up to date on my projects and release dates, you can follow me on Instagram at Casey Dunford books.
0: All right. Perfect. Well, Casey, it was so awesome having you
1: on again.
0: Always a joy, always a pleasure to chat with you Um, and we'll chat soon. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Thank you. Hey, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, make sure that you subscribe to the show. And if you want to further support the podcast, be sure to leave a raving review, letting everyone know that this is the podcast worth listening to. I love you all so much and I'll talk to you all soon.